another episode of Arts Unravel, the podcast where we talk everything arts related. And today we are going to talk about the new In the Heights movie. Woo! So if you haven't seen that yet, please don't listen to this episode because I'm going to be spoiling like everything because I'm a huge fan of this movie slash musical and I want to talk about it in detail. So forewarning, if you haven't seen the movie, first of all, what are you doing? Go see it. It's really good. Even if you're not a musical person, you will be impressed by it. And second of all, don't listen any further because there are a lot of spoilers happening. And so just letting y'all know. Um, So before we dive into it, sorry I've not been consistent on this podcast. I just, like, when I find someone I want to interview or I find a topic I want to talk about, that's usually when I start recording. Um, And I have a lot of other things going on, so that's why I kind of... I'm a little bit wishy-washy with it, but that's okay. Um, plus, I wouldn't want to just give out content for you guys, like, enforce it if I didn't feel it or I didn't really want to talk about it. But I have a couple people that I have as guests ready. I Hopefully, I'm trying to get my sister on because she's a writer, and I would love to get her talking about that. And there's a couple other people I'm reaching out to, so we'll see if we can get them on. But I saw the In the Heights movie, and I love that musical, so we have to talk about it. All right, let's jump right into it. The first thing I want to talk about is the fact that Anthony Ramos plays Usnavi. And first of all, I think everyone in the theater community loves him already. He's played Usnavi in the um, in other like stage versions of the show. Um, some with Vanessa Hudgens as Vanessa um, and whatnot. But he, he didn't do like a film version of it up until now. And I think a lot of people were like, how is he going to... You know, how is he going to play Usnavi different than the way Lynn plays Usnavi? Um, and I think that the way he does it and the way he pulls it off is super, super, super clever. And it's just a totally different rendition than Lynn's, um, Lynn's idea of what he thinks Usnavi is. And wow, I'm getting ahead of myself. Before we kind of go any further, if you don't know the plot of the, sh- the show, it's basically, uh, it's somewhat historic. It takes a moment of time back when um, all the power went out in Washington Heights. Um, it's about this little, um, community of people, of, um, Latin Americans, um, Latino, um, community living in Washington Heights and kind of like their life and their struggle and their, you know, culture. And it's this whole like great movie about family and culture and it's a great story. And so it originally was a Broadway musical and it then became, it was on Off-Broadway for a little while. It was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who, if you don't know, did Hamilton. Again, if you don't know what Hamilton is, go watch it on Disney Plus because you're missing out. Even if you're not a musical theater person, you should watch it. So that's my spiel. That's my take. Anyways, like I said, it was getting ahead of myself. Um, really, really well done musical. It was on off was Off-Broadway for a while and then picked up to being a Broadway show and ran for a little while. I don't know how long the run was, um, but it is now available for people to do. And then they decided to adapt it to a musical, which again, I think is a fantastic idea. Um, I do think they're making too many movie musicals. I'm sorry, too many, not movie musicals. I love the movie musicals. Too many remakes of things. I don't think this was a good, I mean, a bad idea. I love the fact that they made this a movie musical, but there are some things like, I think they just came out with a Snow White movie and uh, why Snow White's not even that good and they did the same thing with the Lion King like why are you making the Lion King a live action movie they're lions you can't train lions so it's all going to be live action animated with CGI so is it even a live action movie no it's not the same thing with the Jungle Book and they're doing with every freaking Disney movie so Disney needs to calm down make new content make new work and stop trying to remake old stuff because 
believe it or not, everyone not everyone wants to see it. So, anyways, that's my spiel about that. Back to In the Heights. Um, so, like I said, Anthony Ramos plays Usnavi. Um, and Usnavi's supposed to be this really awkward, sort of weird character who is kind of awkward around girls. He's particularly awkward around Vanessa. Um, but when you look at Anthony Ramos and the way he sings and the way he acts, you're like, he is smooth and he's an attractive man. So, like, you're like, how is he going to pull off this awkward guy? But he does it so well. And I think it's because he's like, in the movie, you see him, like, interacting with the people he interacts with every day. And he knows the people, you know, in um, in the neighborhood. And so he acts very, uh, very cool and fine with them. But it's like when the girl next door walks in, like when Vanessa walks in, he's like, oh, shoot. And he gets all googly-eyed and weird. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think they play that very, very well. Um, they also give Sonny more of a character. Like, Sonny's also kind of a little bit of a ditz in... Some people play him, like, as a ditz, sort of in the... Um, or it's kind of like a little kid who doesn't really know what he's doing in the musical version. Um, some people don't, but a lot of people do. And in this version, he's like a kid, but he's Usnavi's cousin, if you don't know the show, um, who helps him run the the store that he he owns. Um, so Usnavi and Sonny run a store. Again, if you don't know the story, this is going to be a really hard podcast for you to follow. So go listen to the musical. Go watch the movie. Um but yeah, and they give him way more of a character. They give him more of like a character arc. Like you get to meet his dad who, you know, drinks a lot. You can tell his dad's an alcoholic. And you're like, oh, wait, like he, he's got way more of a character arc in this. And you actually feel for Sonny. You want him to win as much as you want Usnavi to win. Um, so I think they cast both of them great. Uh, they also cast Benny fantastic. Um, and I think it, who's the name of the guy who plays Benny? Somebody Hawkins? Oh my god, I don't I don't remember. But I've seen him in something else, and I don't remember where I've seen him. I have to Google this. I have to figure out who who played Benny. But he was also fantastic. And I think what I really liked about this is a lot of these these characters who played Vanessa, Nina, and Benny, I hadn't really seen before, and um, that was really really interesting for me because I think in a lot of movie musicals, like when they made La La Land a thing, it was like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and like don't even get me started on that. Like they're not performers. I mean, they're not. Um, singers and they're not dancers and that really bugged me that they brought non-singers and non-dancers into a role that was not that was singing and dancing and like yeah they're actors but if it's a musical you have to be able to do at least two of the three things singing and acting or dancing and acting or dancing and singing and like they could only do one of those and like that was frustrating to watch so when they brought in people who could actually you know sing and dance and were not as big of names, you're like, oh, I can appreciate this because, yeah, Anthony Ramos is a bigger name, but, you know, these other people were not. And so it was cool to see them bringing in talent that was bigger than that. So, like, Melissa, Melissa, what is your name? Parada? I don't know. And then you have Leslie Grace, and then Corey Hawkins is his name. Corey Hawkins plays Benny. So you have Leslie Grace, who plays Nina, who, by the way, looks like China Ann McLean. If you guys don't know who Charlie McLean is, you have to have watched Disney Channel. She was in, oh my gosh, what was it called? That show she had. Oh my God. I have to Google it now. China and McLean. What was she in? She looks like, anyway, she looks like China and McLean when she's got her curly hair in the movie. And it's, oh, Ant Farm. Oh my God. It was a Disney Channel show called Ant Farm. The girl who plays Nina looks like China and McLean. Um, anyways. Well done, cast it. And then you got to see people like cameos from Lynn, Manuel Miranda, and Chris Jackson, which we're going to talk about later because Lynn is a character, a character in this movie. Um, 
he's like a caricature of himself and he knows it and I love it and it's fantastic and it's hilarious. Um, anyway, so they change a lot of the, we're gonna talk about the plot a little bit more. Uh, they change a lot of the plot points. So if you know the musical really, really well, you know, like when they find out who gets the lottery ticket in 96,000, you see when Abuela dies, you, um, see how the club happens. You know that, you know, Nina's dad doesn't approve of Benny. Well, a lot of those things aren't true in this movie version, and I think it actually played well for a film. Um, so, for example, they don't find out who got the winning ticket in 96000 And you're like, oh, what? So at first when I watched the movie, I was like, what? How is how is the ending going to happen? Because that that's like the whole end is figuring out who, how do they, who gets the money? What's going on? And then you figure out later that Abuela gives it to Usnavi, but it's not till like the end. And so Abuela dies before they figure out who gets the ticket. And so you're like, what's going on? But it played really, really, really well because the way Usnavi figures it out plays better into the, um, into the ending because then he's like, oh, I'm going to give this money uh, to Sonny. And so it's just very, very, very well done. Um, in that sense, which I was very confused out at the beginning. Uh, wow, I'm getting ahead of myself. Rachel, calm down. Um, I was confused about it at the beginning, like the plot points. I was like, "What is going on?" But then it gets it gets a little it gets a little more clear as you move on. Um, another plot point that confused me was like they cut out like I think three of Benny and Nina's songs, which by the way I'm totally okay with because if you know the musical, they sing duets like five times together, and you're like, I don't. I didn't need to see that. I, I get it. They're, they're in love or they have a complicated relationship. Why are they singing like five times on stage? They only have really like one big duet number. And it made more so, or two, I think. Two big duet numbers. And it made a lot more sense. Like they had uh, When You're Home. Um, and then When the Sun Goes Down. They didn't have Sunrise. And I like Sunrise. But then again, they don't make Benny and Nina have like stayed the night with each other after the club. Because the the conflict is not between Benny and Nina's dad. Nina's dad actually approves of Benny and has no problem with him. So that's another thing that changed. That I was actually like, yeah, that that's cool. That makes sense. And like the reason Nina left college was very very different. But like it tied together very very well in in the movie. And so I was totally okay with it. But it is confusing if you're like an avid or like a religious listener of the musical and like you know it and you love it the way it is. You're like confused at first. Like, wait, why is Nina's dad okay with Benny? And then they like hint at like Nina and Benny had a relationship before they went to, before she went to college. And you're like, whoa, what? That's not the same as it was before. And so that is confusing. So it takes a second to like get caught up with what they said and like what, what they've changed about the musical. Um, But still it fits well with the plot. And I think it does its justice in a film. And like when you're, I think the way films and musicals, work and the way they kind of cross is films are going to be written different than musicals are going to be written because everything is live on stage at one point in time and you watch the whole thing happen live in front of you and with films you don't work a character start to finish you have random cuts of scenes you know that you're filming and so I think the way that they adapted it into a film makes sense for film and if you were to never have seen the movie I'm sorry have seen the musical then you would have been like, yep, that totally makes sense. Um, and I'm not really angry at any of the at any of the changes. I think there was one thing, like them not having Sunrise in it bugged me because I love that song. 
Um, the central conflict in the club is between Vanessa and Usnavi, which again makes sense because everything in the musical is between Nina and Benny, and like they're always constantly fighting. And like Usnavi and Vanessa don't really get to build as much of a relationship in the musical, and they get to build that relationship in the movie. And then at the end, when they get together, it makes it so much more enjoyable and so much more fun because you're like, oh, I, you, you fight for them more. You root for them more. You want them to win. And you really want Usnavi to get Vanessa. And at the end, you really feel bad for Vanessa because you want her to be with Usnavi. And so you get to see that fight and that, that push and pull a little more. And so I think overall, the plot for that kind of made more sense in the film version. It's going to confuse you at first if you've seen the musical. But oh well. Um, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's good. It, I would love to hear if anyone else disagrees with me because I think it was done well. Um, but, oh, yes, we have to talk about Lynn's. <laughs> we have to talk about Lynn's cameos because you guys, like, the way he inserts himself into his musical is so funny. He's just kind of there chilling out. He's the Piragua guy. And so it makes sense for him. He obviously couldn't play um, Usnavi because he's not that, like, I mean, he could have. He really could have put himself as Usnavi. I mean, he has the right to do that, but I'm glad he passed the baton to Anthony. Um, they're already friends and everything like that, so it made sense. But the way he kind of, like, inserts himself in that Piragua song and then, like, Chris Jackson's the guy in the ice cream truck is hilarious. It's a great homage to, like, their friendship. And also, Chris Jackson, even though he's older than he was when he played Benny, he is a hunk and that little wink he gives, if you've watched the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch it. Um, even if you've seen it, go back and watch it just to remind yourself of how mm, Chris Jackson is. I, he's fantastic. He's such a man, you know? And you're like, oh, okay, wow, he's a man. Even when he's selling ice cream, you're like, I, yep, he's a man. I would have that man. Anyways, um, I digress from that. But yeah, Chris Jackson's fantastic, very talented. Um, and so that scene was a great homage to that. Um, I want to move off of the plot point and go to the choreography. Because you guys know I am a choreographer and I go bananas over good choreography. And so I really want to talk about how this is, how the challenges of this choreo with a movie version of the show. And so if we go back and we look at, you know, go start to finish of the musical. Uh, so Christopher Scott was the choreographer. I believe, I think Martha Nicholas, Christopher Scott. I think there are a couple people, I think there are several people that cool choreographed this. But um, I believe one of the main choreographers was by Christopher Scott. And then, um, please don't come at me if I'm wrong. Um... <laughs> I just Googled it to check, and it said, who choreographed the In the Heights movie? Christopher Scott, directed by John Chu, adapted from Lin-Manuel Miranda, and blah, 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 blah. The film features choreography by Christopher Scott. So it features it. There's a lot of co-choreographers, because there's going to have to be when you're on a, this set, a set this big. But the choreography takes place at one point during 96,000 in a pool, in a freaking pool. And, like, you forget what you can do with, with dance to kind of represent the energy of a community or the energy of a crowd. And they choreograph it so that the people are dancing in the pool and like dancing underwater. And I was just floored by watching the choreography like that. And then especially also in the opening number in the Heights and they're all out on the street and you can tell like all these dancers are very talented. You can see some of them, you can notice some of them more than others, you know, in the other scenes, but the way they kind of get these big group dances to represent 
a feeling is beyond me, especially when there's this particular scene when like Usnavi's looking out the window. And I think it's like, I think it's the part where he's like, yeah, I'm a street like choking on the heat, the world right after he sees uh, Vanessa. And you can see them in the reflection dancing. And it is so cool, you guys. Um, You can see like how they represent movement. I mean, how they represent his feeling through this movement. And it, it's done really cinematically. Um, you can't really get that same feel. Like you can get that feel on stage, but there's something about the reflection of like seeing them dance and he's looking out at them. And um, that, that's something you can only get in a film. And so it was really, really cool to see how a person can take what has already been done and kind of adapt it to a film version. Um, they also have something kind of La La Land-like in... Betty and Nina's song, um, oh, what is it called? Not When You're Home, but that last one. Oh, When the Sun Goes Down. And actually, I I don't know. I thought it was a little out of place. It was a little out of place. That was a homage to Matt's podcast, my brother's podcast. But the heck podcast, he always does a newscaster voice. So sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'm listening to him too much. It's getting in my head. Um, but anyways, so yeah, they had this scene where like they're dancing on the rooftop to when the sun goes down and it's kind of very La La Land-esque and it feels a little bit out of place for the movie. Um, I think it's a cool concept, but there was something about it that felt like it was not in, in the Heights world. And... And you could tell it was very CGI and I think it disconnected me a little bit because nothing felt that CGI in the movie. Everything felt pretty, um, pretty normal, pretty like regular and pretty like on par for what the movie is and in, in, in that world. But there's something about doing like a dream sequence where they're like climbing up the walls of the building and like dancing on the walls of the building and like they're sticking to the sides of the building and everything's floaty and pretty and it was beautiful but I was just like is this Hugh Jackman dancing with what's her face in The Greatest Showman or is this like a La La Land scene because I have a different feel for it now and it it felt different and I don't I probably I'm gonna watch the movie again so I'm gonna see if it if I change if I change my opinion of it but there's something about it that I was just like I don't know why this feels a little out of place. The choreography was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. The choreography was beautiful. And the actors, and they did a great job. They did a fantastic job. And I'm sure it was very difficult. I saw some behind the scenes footage and it looked very difficult to actually have done. But it felt a little off for me for the musical. And so I was a little bit like, hmm, I don't know. But to each his own, but whatever. Anyway, regardless, I think the choreography was fantastic. I think that I'm getting a little bit away from the mic here because I got to drink a drink of water. Sorry about that. Um, but I think the choreography was fantastic, especially in like uh, Carnaval de Barrio. Um, they have this whole like, like that's a huge scene that needs to be done right because it's, I mean, it's super, it's super, like you need to have good choreography for it and it's like super cultural and like, um, and it's a big, big number. And so watching that, like, seeing all these big numbers that you have these huge expectations for them because you're like, well, because, you know, it's not live, they can redo it as many times as they need to. And you're expecting the shots to be cool and, and it to be really, really well done choreography. And they did not disappoint, not in any, you know, in um, from the choreography sense, they did not disappoint. And it was very, very well done. Um, 
There's another scene I was gonna bring up. I don't think it was choreography. Oh no, it was choreography based. The scene with um the Awela song. What does she sing? Um Calor? That was very American of me to say it like that. Um I don't what is the song? I literally know this. But anyways, it's her big number. Where in the musical she reveals that she has the winning ticket, but in the movie she doesn't. Um it's like she dies in this in this version. And you guys have to, like, I need to go back and rewatch that because she's singing about her past and about how she went through all this stuff when she came to America and how hard she had to work and how she had to learn English and, like, what it was like struggling in the neighborhood. And they, they have these dancers representing. It's probably the only scene that you see, like, um that you kind of see what it's very different than the rest of the it's got I mean it's got great choreography it's just different the vibes are different than the rest of the the dancing because you see very like salsa or bachata based things or you know in the club you see that you see it with um oh we have to talk about the club Ooh, we have to talk about the club um that's a fantastic sequence that actually might be my favorite choreography scene but I'll talk about that in a second um the choreography you see in this scene with abuela is like it's got a very like industrial feel to it. And so you see her like doing this flashback of what it was like to live, you know, when she was younger with her mom and like what America was like then and like how scary it was for her. And she goes through this thing and at the end you have her like looking out this tunnel and she's like playing with the idea of walking to her death. And she's like, all right, mama, okay. And like goes and walks to her death. Oh, it's paciencia y fe. That's what it's called. Patience and faith. Um... And she like walks to her death and that's when Abuela dies. And then they kind of find her and she's dead. And it's be- it's a beautiful passing. And it's also so emotional. Like I cried when I watched it because I was like, what? I think that was done. I think that was extremely well done. Almost better than the musical itself because you don't see Abuela dying. You can't really because it's on stage and there's things you can do on film that you can't do on stage. But they had this way of her like passing away that was like her accepting her death and being okay with it and like watching her family be happy even in the midst of a blackout and it's beautiful and it's it's bittersweet and you like cry in the movie and the way it goes from this intense choreography to this like passing is absolutely gorgeous and I think it's probably one of my favorite parts of the musical um movie so yeah again you guys if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it I'm spoiling a lot but that's your own fault. I gave you a forewarning at the beginning, so this is your own fault. Um, anyways, uh, the club sequence. So this was probably my favorite dance sequence for several reasons. First of all, I just like the feel of a club. Like, I like that feel. And they all got to do, like, intense, like, salsa. And um, in watching, like, how they must have filmed it and the colors of the of the club itself and the dancers were just so so fantastic and so watching that was intense and the choreography was done well and you feel the intensity rising you miss a little bit of the intensity because Nina and Benny are not mad at each other um Nina's mad at her dad but she's not mad at Benny and Benny's not mad at her and like yeah he lost his job but he's not mad at Nina for that and so I think that watching that you lose a little bit of the intensity but you get more of it between Vanessa and Usnavi um which comes after um but again like there is something that I didn't I didn't like the fact like right after the blackout happened there was like no fight in the club like nothing like there was no fight before the power went out 
And when they're walking around in the club, there's no, I'm sorry, when they're walking around outside after the club, like you lose a little bit of that fear and it goes immediately to like, look at the fireworks. And so everyone's like kind of excited about the fireworks as opposed to being like, I'm terrified. I'm walking home alone. What's happening? And in the musical, it's like this intense feeling of like, so what's going to happen tonight? And it, 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 it makes you a little anxious and I actually like that feeling and I miss a little bit of that in the movie it, it kind of more focuses on the anger that Vanessa and Usnavi have each, at each other like if if you even haven't, you haven't seen the um, movie you're gonna hear that sound on TikTok um that everyone's obsessed with that keeps I made a TikTok about it like what am I even talking about but like the one that's like don't make me laugh I've been trying all night you've been shaking your ass for like half of the heights it's like so catchy and everyone can't stop singing it and it's so funny to me that so many people who have not seen the musical or have not so not seen it sorry heard it because like I've never seen the musical but I've heard a lot of it um all of it but anyways the fact that when when they listen to it, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so catchy. I'm like, that wasn't even in the original show. That wasn't even a part of the original show. And like, you're obsessed with it. So I think it's funny that people are like, wow, it's so catchy. And you're like, you know, the original conflict was between Benny and Nina, but whatever. Um, anyway, I loved the club sequence. I wish the blackout was more intense, but whatever. I digress. Um, how long have we been going here? Oh, I guess 20 minutes. Yeah, well, that's basically everything I wanted to talk about in the movie. I absolutely loved it. I'm going to watch it again. I'm probably going to get it on HBO. I saw it in theaters because, yay, theaters are opening up, which is so exciting. Um, And so I got to see it with my sisters, like, in theaters. um, And I'm probably going to watch it again sometime this weekend. It is a Saturday for me. So happy Saturday. If you're listening to this on a Saturday, happy Saturday. Um... But yeah, so I'll probably watch it again and maybe I'll end up loving that sequence between Benny and Nina. Maybe I won't, but right now I'm a little bit, hmm, about it. Interesting. Regardless, choreography is fantastic. I would love to work for those people. Hey, if you're one of those people listening to this podcast, hire me. I will work for you for free. <laughs> I will shadow you. Tell, give me a task. Give me a task to do. Um, that's a reference to a Broadway show. Put it in the comments if you know which one I'm talking about. Or if you've listened this far. Um, again, sorry I've been kind of inconsistent with these uh, episodes. It's just been hard to stay consistent when you're really busy. I was at a conference all of last week. And then the week, two weeks before that, I was in California. So I, I've been everywhere. Um, and my family's about to, you know, we're all about to be together again for the 4th of July. So, yeah. Anyways. Uh, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the movie. If you like this podcast, you want to hear more, you can subscribe to it. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. I think Apple Music. Oh, I should check that. Anchor, all that jazz. Um, I don't do videos yet, but let me know if you want to see videos. I do some reaction videos on YouTube of theatrical performances. And I've some of them have gotten, you know, a, a pretty good, like, view count. Like, a lot of people like the Jesus Christ Superstar ones, but... Um, yeah, I've been doing some more of those and people seem to like them. So let me know if you want to see video of this. That could be an exciting thing to do. It just takes a lot more work to do video. So I, that's why I've kind of avoided it. Podcasting is easier when it's just audio. But maybe I'll try it. Let me know if you want to see it. Um, yeah, you can subscribe. You can like. You can tell your friends about it. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Because I'd love to talk about art with you. Whatever that be. Music, dancing, singing, acting. Uh, drawing, performing in any sort of way, poetry, all that jazz. Please let me know. Um, 
All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great weekend or week or whenever you're listening to this. Let me know what you want to hear next. Let me know if you want to be on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Go watch the In the Heights movie. And that's all. See you guys next time.